Hey, welcome to Younger and Older with Jason and Dave, and we're excited to be back with you to talk about real-life issues with a younger perspective and older perspective. And so it's great to be back with you guys, and uh, it's, it's been a fun time of year. You know, for us, we just got done celebrating Thanksgiving, and it seems to be a year where there's a lot of family-related activities, a lot of... Uh, and your family expanded. That's right. And my family expanded. We just had the birth of my third son. Uh, Whoa. So that's exciting. Every, he's so that was a fun Thanksgiving? It was fun. It was chaotic in one sense, but it was a good chaotic. And how are your how are the brothers adjusting? They're adjusting better than well. We we knew a, my oldest would do well, and then my middle one now, who was the baby, uh, we were, we were hesitant that he was going to be protective of mama, but he's actually done really well. Okay. So it's it's been fun. It's been a lot of fun to see them even interested in in uh, our new baby boy um, and all that. So it's been good. Now you know what when they're young like this, you you have dreams for them of what they could do and what they could be a part of, and, and oh, yeah. just fulfilling life. Right, right, and it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun just to look at them and just to see them. They so they quick they they quickly grow up. You know what I'm saying? They do, and, and it's amazing how much even within because he's like a week and a half old now. How much from birth till now he's even changed and grown mm-hmm. and, and all that. So it's Well, that's what they do when they're young, don't they? They just kind of grow. Yeah. I oh, mean, absolutely. you sit there and you, you can almost watch them. Right, right. And it's amazing. It's yep. amazing. So, and, it, and it's, it's enjoyable. You know, it's, it's a good time of year for us because things have slowed down here at camp for a little bit. It's actually the only time at camp that we don't have any groups between Thanksgiving and Christmas. I know. I thought perfect timing. So it was you. perfect. Unlike my second child, <laughs> who was born two weeks before summer started. Yes. <laughs> so that was a little different. Well, but, t- uh, you know, Todd, who works with us here in the studio, he is uh, got a child coming here in June, I believe. So that's right. That's right. I I told him yeah. I'm like you should have took a rule from my uh, from my playbook and not yeah, to do that. Yeah, that's that's so, interesting. But, but with being the holiday season, Dave, I know that a lot of people tend to do you know things together as a family, whether it's Thanksgiving or leading up to Christmas. But I know that even within that, what you know, there's there's some broken families. There's even there's some pain beyond that. And a lot of times during holiday seasons, there's a lot of loneliness that's felt. There is. You know, I mean, I, it's it's different for every person, um, but I know that sometimes people don't look forward to holidays because of that, yeah. because it highlights their loneliness or, or seclusion or lack of or, or whatever it is. Um, and so and so I'd love to talk about that this show and, and maybe even offer hope for those people. You know, it is really hard because every one of us have um, people in our families who aren't with us anymore. Yeah. Because that's the way life is. There's, you know, you get older and things happen and you're not there anymore. There used to be a grandpa, grandma there or great grandpa or somebody. Yeah. Uh, Even there are people who aren't with us because of suicide Mm. and because of uh, early um, disease that have taken them or something, some other tragedy that might have happened. What I'd love to do today a little bit is talk about uh, the hope that's really available to people, especially those of uh, the listeners that are listening today that might be thinking, Life isn't worth it. And they're actually contemplating quietly or, or publicly the idea of ending their life. I'd like to speak to them today if we yeah, can. Yeah, absolutely. Because when I think of your three boys, mm-hmm. I think, you know, life is worth living, enjoying, and, and living the way we were meant to be. Yep. And if you can do that, you can enjoy life. Mm-hmm. But the problem really is we try and live life apart from how we're meant to be. Let let me read something to you from Jeremiah, the book of Jeremiah, the eighth chapter. At the beginning of it, it says, At the time, declares the Lord, the bones of the kings of Judah, the bones of its officials, the bones of the priests, the bones of the prophets, the bones of the inhabitants of Jerusalem shall be brought out of their tombs. 
And they shall be spread before the sun and the moon and all the host of heaven, which they have loved and served, which they have gone after, which they have sought and worshipped. And they shall not be gathered or buried. They shall be as dung on the surface of the ground. Death shall be preferred to life by all the remnant that remains evil all in this evil family, in all the places where I have driven them, declares the Lord of hosts. This passage is very interesting. What's interesting, it starts off saying that, you know, your leadership, the people who went before you, mm-hmm. their bones will be taken out. Yep. Now, what does that show? It shows that their lives are over, that their influence is over, mm-hmm. that the flesh that was on their bones isn't there. And the very thing that they worship, the, the, the God of the sun and whatever, is going to rot their flesh. Yeah. In other words, these leaders weren't very good leaders in that they focused on this life. Right. And this life was taken from them, and they're not there anymore. But the one line in there in verse 3, death shall be preferred to life is interesting to me. Yeah. That's a, that's, a, that's a suicidal thought pattern. Right. And, and as you go into this chapter, what you basically see is that what's happened is there are people that have turned away from God, and they want to find satisfaction in this life, and they can't. Right. But they're refusing to go to God. Right. Death is preferred to those people mm-hmm. because this life has no meaning. Right. You know, it, it's interesting. Let me, let me just throw something by you, kind of a curveball. But if you were to come to me today, Jason, and say, you know what, I, I'm suicidal, and you're just honest with me. You're talking about I, I don't want to live anymore. This life doesn't make any sense. I would probably say, well, you're smarter than most. Hmm. And you might, how would you respond to that? I'd be like, what? Well, because you're running from God, if you were. Mm-hmm. You're running from God and trying to make sense out of a world without God. It's not making sense. So what you're telling me is that life doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. I agree. You do? I do. Huh. Without God, there's no, there's no way you can make sense out of right. it. Right. Absolutely. So the problem, you're not thinking forward enough. Mm-hmm. Because the problem is death without God is even worse. Mm. Right. So you're trying to solve a problem by adding a problem to a problem. That sounds like a problem. It is a problem. <laughs> and, and so you can't, you can't do that. Right. You, you can't add problems to problems and expect it to work. See, what's happening, uh, if, you go, if you go down in this, this passage, it's kind of interesting because what they talk about is listening to the wise men and all that kind of stuff, and, and they say, because... Um, from the least to the greatest, everybody is greedy for gain. Prophets are deal falsely. They talk about healing in a way that doesn't heal. It's a cheap fix. Mm. Now, it's kind of like this. If you came to me, Jason, and you said, you know what, I, don't, I despair life, and I, I don't want to live, and, and I say, why? Well, because everybody around me is um, rude, and, and they have better jobs than me, and I don't. Okay, so I would look at you and say, oh, Jason, it's not that bad, and I'd tap you on the back. Mm-hmm. For a moment, that's like a Band-Aid on a bleeding wound. Right. For a moment, you go, oh, yeah, it's not that bad. Right. I didn't fix anything. Right. I didn't fix anything. And that's what, in this chapter, and I encourage our listeners to go read chapter 8, that's what they're talking about. There are teachers that come and fill you with lies and fill you with ideas, and it, it, it is a surface healing, but it's not healing. Mm-hmm. 
So, so what you could do in life is you can be somebody who says, you know what, I need to feel better right now to make life better. Mm-hmm. So you can do all kinds of stupid things right now. Right. You can go out and get yourself drunk. You can go out and do illicit sexual things. You get involved in pornography if that makes you feel better for the moment. You can get out and, and get involved in politics if that makes you feel better for a moment. I don't know how that could work, but uh, <laughs> you could. You know, yep. and, and, and all of those things are like Band-Aids to a major disease. Right. And that's what this chapter is talking about. If you're going to ignore God, then this life doesn't make sense and death should scare you. Hmm. So suicide isn't one of your options or shouldn't be. Right. Because Absolutely. you need to first understand who God is and respond to his love. Mm-hmm. Because if not, there is no answer for you. And you're right. The idea of despairing life is there. And, and you're only living consistently with what you're finding. Mm-hmm. So, you know, m- my answer to people who are suicidal right now is, okay, you're, if you're running from God, you're smarter than most. Because you're seeing that this life is worthless. Mm-hmm. And you've tried the Band-Aid approach. Right. You've gone and said, well, if I get rich, you know, it's kind of like this. Uh, you ever see that illustration where they have a carrot out in front of somebody? Yes. As long as you got the carrot there, you keep going. You keep going after it. What happens if you get it? You eat it. Yeah. Now it's not there. And then it's not there. And then you stop. Yeah. What do you do then? That's what I'm saying. Right. So what carrot is out there for people? Mm-hmm. What are they chasing? Yeah, and I would ask the, our listeners, what, what, what is the carrot that you're chasing? You think if you ever got it? Like if you're young, if you're young, not married, the carrot might be, I need to get married, need to right. have kids. If you have, have a good job, yeah. make a lot of money. So what happens when you get the carrot? It's not enough. It's not fulfilling. You got to find another you carrot. You got to find another carrot, right. So if, what happens is this midlife crisis one day takes over. Yeah. You get to the point where you got the carrot. Maybe not even midlife sometimes, yeah. sometimes sooner. And you're looking at it going, I didn't get what I needed to out of this carrot. Mm-hmm. Now what do you do, hang a cabbage in front of you or something? Or, I mean, you, <laughs> Piece of chocolate. Something. <laughs> you know, I mean, all of a sudden it's, I got to have something else there. Right. So maybe you get divorced, maybe you change jobs, maybe you move from the south to the north or north to the south. I mean, right. Who knows? Because what you're doing is saying, I'm dissatisfied and I need to have a Band-Aid. Right. You don't need a Band-Aid. You need, you need to have it cured. Right. Absolutely. So a lot of it, what you're saying is how we set up our expectations on life in general and what we're looking for. You know, because if we're expecting the world to have an answer to those needs, we're not going to find it. Whereas right. if, we, if we find it in God, that's, that's what's happening most. You know? Exactly. And that's what I'm saying is be honest. If you came right. and you said, life is not worth living. My first question is, do you love God? Right. If your answer is no, right. I'm going, that's why it's not worth living. You're right. Right. Absolutely. And, and you know what I've noticed is that the tendency of, of people that get into this thought process, you know, and this is just an observation, and I don't know if it happens all the time, is that they tend to seclude themselves. You know, they start to draw back, which then accentuates the fact that, you know, of, of their thought process and, and the lack of satisfaction. You know, they, they start to isolate themselves. They start to turn to themselves, realize that, that they're not getting the carrot, as you put it, and they're not even setting themselves up to, to even change it. And that's where they get to the point of despair. And it's like, man, what's the, what's the point here? You know, and that's, 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 that's where we're trying to speak hope into, because if you're out there listening and you're at that point where, where you've been chasing that, that carrot, whatever it is, you know, whether you've been chasing, you know, finding the perfect 
boyfriend, girlfriend, waiting for that wife or husband to come, wanting to land the right job or, or be successful or have the right friends or, or look right, have popularity, whatever it is, whatever you've been trying to fill the, the gap with, but it hasn't been working, you know, I would encourage you to, to pursue God. And many of you would be like, well, God hasn't been good to me. You know, he's done this in my life or that in my life, or he allowed this to happen. And, and I just don't think that God would do that. You know, here, here's the challenge I want to give to you is, is, is as you pursue God, challenge him to show up in your life and to say, you know what, God, show me that, that you are real. You know, because the people in my life that I've known that have actually challenged God in that way, not challenge, challenge might not be the right word, but really ask God to say, you know what, show me yourself. They found him, you know, and they, and they found that, that life is more than just the, the things in this world that bring us limited satisfaction. You know, a lot of it is finding that, that eternal satisfaction and realizing that our, our perspective needs to change. But the problem is, is that it's hard to see that perspective if you're at the point where you've totally isolated yourself and turned yourself off to any other opinion. You know, and, and, and going back to even this passage, that's kind of what it's talking about. It's like if you're to the point where, where you know, death is, is the only answer, um, yep. you know, there's, there's, no, there's no hope in that. Right. And, you know, it, it, it tells us that. The wise men one day, the people that talk about it works without God in verse 9, it, it basically says they shall be dismayed. Right. You know, why? Because they're trying to find answers without God. Yeah. And when you try and find answers without God, you're going to be miserable. Right. So, I, you know, if today you're feeling that way, first of all, I, you can go to relate365.com and there's a button there and there's a, a counselor 24 seven that you can chat with right now. So you could do that. Yep. But more importantly, we, we encourage you that you need to be somebody who pursues God in a real way. Absolutely, Dave. And, and this is, this is something for even you as a listener, if you know somebody, I would encourage you to help, you know, help them to talk and have conversations. So we're going to, we're going to keep going with this discussion. We're going to take a short break and be right back here on Younger and Older. Hey, welcome back to Younger and Older with Jason and Dave. And we jumped into a, a good discussion, I think, Dave. Uh, we've been talking about, um, kind of talked about loneliness and then jumped into a talk about suicide because I think it's a growing trend, if you want to call it a trend. Uh, oh, it is. In our, in our culture. Yeah. Uh, with, with people all different ages, mm-hmm. whether it's young, middle, old, it doesn't matter. Um, and, and research shows that it's actually increased in the last, you know, four or five years um, significantly than it was before. And uh, we've kind of talked about how a lot of it has to do with, with our, our, our misled expectations on life and how we try to look to this life in and of itself to, to give us the satisfaction. And we use the illustration of the carrot. Um, and I think, I think it's our culture itself. You know, we tend to isolate ourselves. I mean, you look at, uh, I mean, I look at life today and, and even technology and smartphones and all that. And, and whether or not you want to say that has an influence or not, I think it, you know, our culture is more isolated now than it was when I was in high school. And that was 15 years ago, you know, and and high school was a longer, we don't want to say how much longer. No, a lot longer. I graduated in 74. 74. Yeah. Wow. I don't even know what happened in 74. Yeah, I graduated. You graduated. That's what happened I, I in 74. I, I wasn't even a twinkle in my parents' eyes at that Vietnam point. Vietnam War, gone. There you go. Yeah, that's that era. Oh, there you go. But we did a lot of things without televisions and media back then. Right. Well, because televisions were about the size of what? A, 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 a they office were, desk? They, they were huge. And phones huge. were... Huge. Yeah, huge. They were attached... Wall, uh, phones were attached to walls. Oh, I remember that. We got long cords, though. So we could walk around the house a little did bit. Did you have the rotary ones where it like... 
he had to like we had the rotary run turn it camp yes we did and and there's some people out there listening like what in the world is he talking about and pay phones do you know that when we first started the year-round ministry here at silver birch ranch we had to give our number to the operator so they could bill us really yeah so every long distance call the operator would say number please and you give them the number and, did they uh, always say it like that? Yes, they did. They okay. always had a nasal tone to them. I have no idea why. <laughs> Was that a, a prerequisite to work? I for think the so. I think you come in, you got a nasal tone, you can work for us. <laughs> <laughs> so you would never have a chance. No. Well, I get, I can go nasal. I just you know, I, number please. <laughs> I can do that. Anybody can do it if they try. That's true. You know, so come That's in true. with a couple of corks in your nostrils or something. Right. Yeah. You know. But what I was saying about you know about technology is that we we've become so focused on self that that we've kind of pushed everybody else out and pushed the world out and so if our needs aren't met from the way that we stimulate ourselves with this world then we're left hopeless right you know and then when we're left hopeless we no longer have a safety net or a community that would help speak truth into our lives to help us realize that our thought process might have have gone wrong at some point absolutely you know i mean you look at it the bible's clear in the beginning god not yeah. in the beginning jason right so that's where you start. If God isn't a part of your life today, life is not going to make sense. Yeah. Because it's not meant to be for the here and now and not for the forever. And it's not meant to ignore God. We were each made to enjoy God and to enjoy each other. Yeah. We were made to do that. And if you're not doing that, if you're using God and using each other, that's not how you're made. And you'll be miserable. The answer isn't to correct it and get people around that you could use for your pleasure. The answer is to have a relationship with God the way it's intended to be. Yeah. And we'd love to help you do that. You can go to uh, relate365.com. There are counselors there you can talk to. I mean, honestly. Hit the button at the bottom of the page. Yeah. We'll take you to somebody. You know, I, I, I kind of categorize people. If you didn't hear our first half of this, please go download it from the Relate 365 site. But there are three kinds of people, I think, in the world. There are the, the carrot people. They'll get up today and they'll think, if I made more money, if I were more popular, if I drank more beer, whatever, I'm going to be happier. So they go out and they do that. And and what happens is that wears off and they go, well, I must not have had enough yet. Or I must not have enough money or whatever. And they do it again and again. Finally, they realize it doesn't work. Then there's the depressed people. They're the ones who realize the carrot didn't work. So now what do they do? Because there's no carrot. I mean, you can change vegetables if you want or whatever, but it won't work. Because you're not meant to chase those things. And then there's the satisfied people. Those people in life who are genuinely satisfied with where they're at. And you know, I've met those many people who have physical disabilities, who are poor, that love life. Right. That love every day and love getting up and enjoy God. And that's what you're meant to be. True enjoyment and satisfaction cuts across all the lines economically, cuts across all barriers. No matter what your circumstances are, you can be joyful. Right. That's the difference. And, and so when someone comes to me and says, this life doesn't make sense, and, and I'm thinking about ending it, I'm going, yeah, you, don't, you must not know God. You must not love God and walk with God, because that's the only answer. Right. It isn't another carrot. Right, right. So have you ever been to a, a doctor? I have. Do you listen to him? Uh, yeah. Okay, so if a doctor told you, you need to eat only spaghetti. I would question it. Yeah, I think I would. <laughs> I could probably come up with a better example. But if, if, if a doctor gave you some instructions, sure. if you came to him and, and he gave you some instructions, 
Um, I had a friend um, who is a doctor, and we talked about it. When I would go in and see him, I would ask him how many people he treated where they ignored everything he said and then came back to him in an emergency situation because they ignored everything he said. Yeah. And he rolled his eyes. Like, that happens all the time. Huh. And I I told him, I said, you know what, honestly, I decided if I'm going to pay you to come and see you, I'm going to listen to you. Right, right. And if I go down, it's because you gave me bad advice. Right. And he said, thank you very much. Because (laughs) that's why I'm here, is to try and help you. Right. I think people treat God that way. It's like, here, I understand I'm supposed to love God, but I'm not going to, but I'm going to try and be fulfilled in life without him. Right. (laughs) Nice try. Not going to work, and, and that'll happen 100% of the time. It, or I know what God has said. I'm, I, maybe I'm a believer. I put my trust in Jesus Christ. I know what God has said. But I'm not listening. Right. I'm going to live the way that I think that I want to live. So during the crisis, then you hit the prayer chain. Right. The sugar daddy. Right. So let's get, the, let's get God, my sugar daddy, to bail me out now because I didn't listen to him, and he has the power to bail me out, so he should. Right. Really? Right. No wonder we're messed up. That's right. not how any relationship will, will really work. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know how, it seems to me that in America especially, that in this day and age, we have ignored God. Mm. So how do we change that? In your generation, yeah. I, as I look at, you, you know, you're right now, you're a father of three, one just came, you know, obviously you have a relationship with three young boys, your wife, you work here at Silver Birch Ranch. Yep. How do you keep focused on what's important? It, it takes intentionality and in realizing that it's more than just the here and now. You know, I mean, if you look at, at my boys, if I was just to focus on the instant gratification, oh man, that would go fast. <laughs> right. You know, because I mean, my oldest is four. All right. And then my, my second one is about a year and a half. So he's about getting to that, that right. crazy experimental stage. And it almost feels like every day, like I'm a broken record. Right. You know? And, and for some people, it's like, well, what's the point of parenting then? If I'm just going to say the same thing over and over again, and they never listen to me. Well, it's more than that. It's having the big picture in mind, you know, realizing that someday they're going to grow up and, and, and take the things that, that, I, that my wife and I have taught them and actually live out and, and see the value in that. And, and I think there's so many parallels to our, our relationship with God, because I think sometimes we get that God is our father. And, and it's the same sort of thing is that he cares for us and he loves us. And so we may go through things in life that, that may, might be hard, that might not make sense, that might actually take time to get through, but it doesn't mean that it's not there for a purpose and that on the other side of it will bring us more joy. And you said a key word. You said intentionality. Yeah, absolutely. So you actually have um, certain intentions. You do things specifically relationally in your family. Yeah, absolutely. And it's I've not going to happen by itself. Yeah, so, it's, so anyone who's sitting there saying, I just hope that all my relationships are healthy and I'm going to sit here and look at my phone. Right. That's, that's not, not going to work. work. That's not going to work. No, there's got to be some, And that's the value. I mean, you and I, two different generations, and we're sitting here talking, and there's value to that. Yeah. There's value because people can look at things and evaluate things differently. Right. Not necessarily right or wrong all the time because we're people. Right. But differently. And that input is important in a life for evaluation purposes. Right. I don't think in our program I've ever told the elephant story, but let's say you never saw an elephant. Okay. So I wanted to show you one, so I blindfolded you. Okay. And I brought you into a zoo, put you in the elephant cage, put your nose against the elephant, and whipped the blindfold off and said, this is an elephant. What would you see? 
uh, a, a drooly, wet yeah. trunk. You, yeah, it depends on where I put your nose. Yeah. But, Depen- but yeah. basically, it's going to be pretty dark and rough. It'll and, be, yes. Yeah, it's not going to be pretty. Right. So if I backed you off from the elephant just one inch, yep. would that be a whole lot better? Slightly, but not a whole lot. Yeah, you're still going to get pretty it's still ugly. Gonna be ugly. Yeah, yeah, I don't care how you slice that one. It's 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 going to smell ugly and be ugly, yep. etc. But if I could get you behind the fence, or even if I could get you off the world, and you could still somehow give you a vision where you could see that elephant, put it in context of the universe. Yeah, it's a different story. Oh, absolutely. You know, I would suggest that our listeners who are thinking that life isn't worth it, etc. First and foremost, I believe that's that it's not. Because you're having a mental problem, it's because you've actually realized that life without God isn't going to measure up, and you can't figure it out. Let me remind you again that death without God is worse. Yeah. You need to straighten that problem out now. And part of the problem is your face is smashed up against the elephant of life. Mm-hmm. And so it's dark and rough and hairy and all that kind of stuff because you can't get the distance you need to see things and be healthy. Yeah. You need to have a way in your life to back it off. And that's what the scriptures do for us. They allow us to see life the way it was intended to be and have a way to evaluate it. And that's where relationships, different generational relationships can come in. They help talk about things that you're not thinking about because it'll allow you then to evaluate things from a different perspective. And that's extremely important. Absolutely. And, and that's, that's where we need to encourage people in this situation to, to reframe their mindset, you know, and so even if you're out there listening, you know, you might not even be open to the, the what our suggestion is here is to kind of rethink things um, because you're so uh, mis, uh, misguided. Yeah. In, Absolutely. In, you're in guided, the way that, you know, in the way that you're thinking, you know, and it's not like that's, you know, it's, I don't want it's not like I'm pointing a finger. It's just saying, let's talk about this and let's, let's say, you know, where's God in this? And, and let's real, realign the way that we've been thinking and see how it changes your life. Right. And in the, in the Jeremiah, that 11th verse where it said, they healed the wound of my people lightly. We talked right. about that. Yep. Saying, peace, peace, when there is no peace. Right. Right. See, w- what they did is they believed a lie. Right. And that's what's happening in our life. We believe ourselves or the media or something else, but we believe lies. Right. The truth is this. There is a God. I'm not him. Mm-hmm. He loves us. There's a plan for our lives. If I include him in there and I intentionally spend time with him and respond to him, and it, all of a sudden my life has purpose and meaning, and the idea of wanting to not be here anymore as far as suicide goes isn't there. Right. Absolutely. And you know what? It will take time. Oh, you absolutely. Know, to, it's not yep. going to happen like overnight or instantly. You know, things take time, and it's, it's part of the process, too, that helps us depend more on God. Um, and that's part of it. And we need to remind ourselves of that. You know, if, if we're willing to go down this journey and you're willing to, to, to you know, change your mindset, you know, it's not going to happen overnight. Um, it'll, it'll take time to get there. But let me tell you this, it'll be worth the journey. It'll be far worth it because we live for a God that, that, is, that loves you and that is faithful. You know, even when we're not faithful, he's still faithful. Yep. And, and we can see that throughout Scripture, Dave. You know, we were meant to enjoy God and enjoy each other. We were meant to love God, which means obey Him, and to love each other, which means I get to be in the presence of people and say, I want what's best for you and use my life for that. And we invite you, join us in this journey. And uh, we so appreciate those people that spend time listening to us. Absolutely. So if you are out there wanting help or if you have questions, I would encourage you, go to our website, relate365.com. And on the homepage at the very bottom, there's a link you can click 
where somebody is there 24-7 to talk to, um, and they would love to, just to chat, to see where you're at, to answer any questions, and uh, we encourage you to do that. Um, this is something that, that's becoming you know, a bigger and bigger thing, so we want to try to offer hope where hope is. And so we thank you for joining us this week on Younger and Older with Jason and Dave, and we will see you here next time.